A business strategy sprint sounds like a cross between a relay race at an MBA class that you could pull a muscle in and go broke at the same time. But today's guest says that strategy sprints are the way to go if you want to grow your revenue and scale your business without sacrificing your personal life. He claims it's all about working smarter, not longer. And when we come back, we'll see if you can put some meat on that old cliche. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, helping you see business issues hiding in plain view that matter to your bottom line. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, the weekly podcast for smart executives, managers, and entrepreneurs looking to improve business performance and their bottom line. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very special guest. He's Simon Severino author of Strategy Sprints, a 12 Ways to Accelerate Business Growth for an Agile Business. Now, Simon helps business owners run their company more effectively, and he's created this Strategy Sprints method to do exactly that, doubling revenue in 90 days by getting owners out of the weeds. He's been a TEDx speaker, a contributor to Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazines, and I'm excited to have him with us today to enlighten us about these Strategy Sprints. So welcome to Business Confidential Now, Simon. Hey, Hannah. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here. Well, Simon, this idea of business strategy sprints sounds a bit intimidating and exhausting all at the same time. Help me understand what is it and how does it differ from a business plan? Oh, there's a huge difference. And the impact is also the opposite. The sprint gives back time and freedom, actually, by reducing the number of activities per week. The difference to a business plan, what is a strategy as opposed to a business plan? A business plan is a list of activities. A strategy is something that tells you how you are going to win and in which way you are going to win. And that's not in that list. So after you have a strategy, you might do a list if you still want to do, or you just execute it in sprints, which we advise for. So when we coach entrepreneurs, And it's 21 years that we coach them. And the last five years have been with the strategy sprint method because we have distilled it to make it simple and to make it work. So the core of a business, especially if you are a very small business, like people listening right now, if you are a very small business, how can you prepare for 2023? There is your core, and that's the most important thing. And then there are projects. But your core is a process. And the process is made of six very simple elements. And that's what we focus on when we coach people. The core value creation process. That is awareness, engagement, closing them, delivering, and retaining people. That's the simple elements of your business. And in each stage, you want to create value. And why do I call it a process? Because it should work whatever the weather is, however you feel, independently of you, independently of single people, because they can go on holidays, they can get sick, etc., and they can change roles. So a process is something that works under all weather conditions and whatever happens, even while you sleep, the process is working. So that's the opposite of working a lot. Like while we are talking, I have my core processes running in many different time zones and they are creating value, but they are not dependent on me. I can hang out on podcasts. I can play with my kids. I can 
have long walks in nature, which I love to do. But the core processes are creating value right now. That's the strategy sprint method. You have a core process of how you create value, and that is self-correcting, self-healing, and it's working like clockwork independently of people. Because when we found stuff, we are so passionate about it, and we are the business, right? We are the delivery. We are the marketing department. We are even the IT department. And so we have to protect our time and our energy because we can burn out quickly. So it's about systemizing the core, simplifying and systemizing the core. And then when you have done that, then you will have projects on improving single parts of it. A project can be how can we get more people on the phone or how can we close more people? Those can be projects, but the core needs to be a system, meaning it works whatever happens. Okay, I understand the overall concept and it makes a lot of sense and I can see how that would be very productive. But I also have a feeling there could be some folks scratching their heads saying, okay, well, I think I'm doing that, but I'm still doing everything. So I understand by your definition, that means they're doing it wrong. But for someone who wants to create or look at these core processes, could you give us an example to make this concept more concrete? What would be a good core process to start with? Sure. So currently, one of the people in our coaching program, she runs an agency, a marketing agency. And the first thing that we did in week one was to simplify those elements of awareness, engagement, closing, delivering, retaining. And so of all the things that she did, she picked only the winners. We basically Marie condoled her business with her. She just kept what's sparking joy. So one marketing channel, one way of bringing people into a quiz, then one way of closing from there, selecting our clients, and then one delivery mechanism, and we simplified all of that. And then we started mapping out all the activities, and the question is always, there is a daily habit, weekly habit, and monthly habit, and the daily habit question is, which of the tasks that you did today can you delegate? And so she said, well, scheduling. And so we said, okay, can a software do this or a person? We picked the software, and now she has freed up time from scheduling. A software does the scheduling for her. And so we went one task after the other. And after two months, she had freed up 16 hours per week of her time. And that compounds. You know, in this week, you have 16 more hours to do stuff that you enjoy doing. Can be higher leverage sales things like joint venture partnerships or writing a book. Can be just enjoying life and working out, enjoying your family. For her, it was spending more time with her kids. And so week by week, we helped her identify things that can be delegated either to a software or to a person. And we did that with her team. And so now the whole team has picked up tasks from her and she has much more freedom. That's a great example. Thank you, Simon. I appreciate your sharing that. Now, part of this strategy sprint that you talked about is having it be self-healing. So if a hiccup happens and she's off doing other things, higher value things that give her joy, how do they become self-healing? That's a great example. And I study different industries than mine 
to come up with that. And most of the self-healing and self-correcting mechanism, you can actually study in your garden. If you have a garden or if you have nature nearby, you can study self-healing mechanisms, self-correcting mechanisms at work. And I get my inspiration since 21 years from nature. And I think, hmm, how can I do this in my business activities? So for example, costs, which is a very important thing to talk about. Right. We have a recession coming up. What's the best way of reducing costs? The best way is to change the contract with all your suppliers, your employees, the biggest costs position to have them more resilient. So what is the greatest self-healing mechanism in cost? When you have zero work, you have zero cost. And when you have a lot of work, you have more cost. But you pay from the profit, not from the revenues. Let me give you some examples. So current clients, we're going through the cost positions. Main positions are buildings. That's easy. You just go remote. That's easy to do. Then next biggest position, employees. All right, how many of them are you paying for their time and how many are you paying for their results? And so, for example, my own business, I am not paying people to work with me right now. They are paying to work with me. It's a certification model. So there are ways that are resilient and self-healing. So imagine, because it's like a franchise, they pay per month to be an active certified strategy sprint coach. So if I would have zero sales next month, I would have zero operational costs except a little bit of software. But if I had 10 times more, then I would have also 10 times more costs, which is fine because I'm paying that from the profit. So it's limitless in scalability upward, but there is a clear limit downward. That is a resilient system. And every garden is like that. Well, my garden has a lot of weeds in it. So that's resilient in the wrong direction. (laughs) How do you keep the weeds from happening? One thing to say, okay, we go from employees to software. Great. But software has glitches and it doesn't work. And there's the server is down or pieces of the internet are down. You could be just substituting one problem for another. What do you think about that? Weeds are extremely resilient. Yeah. Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah. Think of, I have peppermint in the garden and some years from my family says, no, let's get rid of the peppermint. It's coming back. Oh yeah. Coming back. Mm -hmm. So they're very resilient and software is very reliable. So there are minor bugs that can be quickly fixed, but it's very reliable. Software never gets viruses and doesn't go on holiday. It's very reliable and works 24-7, has no holidays. So it's pretty reliable. The resilience is, let's have an example from one of your suppliers. Let's say you have a PR agency and you're paying them $1,000 a month to get you into newspapers. Now, many people have a contract that says, I give you 1000 bucks per month, bring me into newspapers. That's the worst thing you can do. A much better thing is, to define with them what you want to achieve. For example, I want to be in the Wall Street Journal and that's worth $3,500 for me. And I want to be in the New York Times and that's worth $29,000 for me. So you get me there, I pay. 
These are performance-based contracts. And if you do this with your PR agency, with your suppliers, with your material suppliers, go through all cost positions and see how can you redefine them around the results, around the performance. Now you have de-risked. Maybe in the end of the year, you will pay the same amount for your PR agency, but you have de-risked because you only pay it if it really happens. So you have somebody doing Facebook ads for you, pay them 15% of the profit instead of a monthly fixed fee. They will be on their toes and they will work better. You will have to talk to probably 20 possible partners before you find the right one. But when you find the right ones, they will have the confidence and the skill and also the willingness to really create results for you and with you because now you are partners. You share both the risks and the profit. That's a real business partnership. That sounds great. And yeah, just even having people think about their different costs, maybe there are some they're not ready to flip the way that you've described and turn into partnerships, or they don't know how yet. But even starting with certain ones could be an improvement over what they have. So I get that. Now, Simon, let me ask you this, though. The whole concept of strategy sprints, it sounds like a great idea. And there's value to be had. And even if we have some skeptics listening right now or saying, well, I can't do that with my business, just step outside the box for a moment and try to evaluate where you might be able to take just that little baby step. That would already be progress. So why do you think, Simon, that more businesses aren't even trying to do something along the lines of a strategy sprint? What's holding them back? Everybody's in a different situation. And I am actually right now feeling with most business owners who go, oh my God, there will be a recession. What is really working and what's not? That's a good question to ask yourself and stay with what is healthy in your business and let go of the rest. Do less activities, focus on the things that are working and put in more attention, more love. Again, like gardening, bring every day a little bit of water to the things that work. And don't spend so much effort on the things that don't work, because if you have something that works, that's actually your asset. That's what's worth putting more attention into and improving and systemizing. If you can systemize that, it will be more resilient next year. And if you want to try the daily flow where you write down what did you do today and what can you delegate next, you can download it for free on strategiesprints.com. It's a good investment of five minutes of your time if you do that review because you will identify things where you might want to systemize or outsource or cut or delegate next. I think that's a good exercise for everybody. Well, that's great. And I appreciate your sharing that resource on your website. We'll have a link to that on the notes for this episode. So that's really good to know. Now, in your experience... Where do businesses run into problems or resistance? I know they're not being as resilient as you'd like, but where do they run into issues implementing the strategy sprints? It's funny. They get an assignment from their sprint coach, and then they go, oh, my God, do I really need to do this? Come on. I don't have time. Like, hey, write down your business vision in three years. Where is your business? Come on, sprint coach. Do I really need to do this? I don't have time for this. (laughs) And then the sprint coach explains why, and then they do it reluctantly. They put in half an hour, and then after three hours, they are still writing their vision, and they are so in the flow of it that 
they don't want to even stop. And they go, oh, thank you, Sprint Coach, for this assignment. It's amazing. I have now clarity about what we stand for and who we want to attract and what's the change that we want to invoke in the people that we work with and how they look like when they go home and are proud of their results. So they are totally energized after the assignment. But before the assignment, they always go like, oh, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and it's a fun thing to see. And it's similar to athletes and their coaches, because as a coach, the art is always to be a very good listener and to see where they are, but also to kick them out of their comfort zone for this couple inches that they are ready to grow. And so a good coach sees where they are and sees what the growth opportunity right now is and helps make that little breakthrough today, 20 days we have many of these mini breakthroughs and they always start with resistance with, oh, do I really need to do this? <laughs> so do you find that people so, really are not that familiar or they've just somehow internalized what their vision is and they assume that they know it, but because they haven't committed it to writing or shared it with somebody verbally, that they're missing some of the details of it? No, I think we do what we do and we see what's in front of us. And then somebody else comes and say, yeah, but you should be two levels above fulfillment. And I go, what? I don't even know what that means. But they see where I can be. So they will push me a little bit. And they will say, come on, delegate one thing today. And I say, ah, okay, I'm going to delegate one thing, the bookkeeping. And then I feel, all right, delegating a thing just gave me two hours back of my life. Oh, yes, coach. Now I get it. Please give me the next assignment. So there's a little bit of trust issue and fear of letting go. Is that what you discover? Yeah. Before you know that it can work, you don't trust it, right? I remember my business coach telling me, Simon, you have to fire yourself from operations. And I was like, what? I am the operations. I am the coach. <laughs> I am the delivery. How can I fire myself? Who does that? Yeah, you will find out. But first, you have to fire yourself. <laughs> You are the bottleneck. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. But he was right. He was totally right. So when you are in the thick of it, you just see the trees. You don't see the forest. Coach from the outside sees the forest and pushes you a little bit. And I think that's the dynamic. And that's what's really helping us entrepreneurs. Yes, to build great stuff, but then also to let go and to find a higher leveraged way, an easier way to scale. Very good. Now, in your book, Strategy Sprints, 12 Ways to Accelerate Business Growth for an Agile Business, we're now we're going to have a link to that book on the show notes to on your episode page at businessconfidentialradio.com. But I want to talk for a minute, and I'm curious about what you think the most important thing is that you'd want your readers to take away from your book. The book is... It starts with a foreword from one of our clients, Anthony Yannarino, and he is sharing his own sprint and how he was, had a business that was totally dependent on him and then how the sprint helped him realize and execute a team that works less dependent of him. So now he could then just focus on his zone of genius, which is speaking, being on stage. That's what he loves. And Meanwhile, he wrote three books since the sprint. That's how much time he could liberate for himself. And he enabled, he empowered 
the three freelancers that he had to run the whole sales, to run the whole marketing, and to run also operations. So even if he had zero fully employed people when he's printed, he managed in 90 days to systemize all the processes in a way that they can run without him. And he can just pick and choose the tasks of the week and he would pick and choose based on his strength, on the stuff that he loves doing. He said, I'm now in my zone of genius. I'm just on stage. I love it. Perfect. Well, if it helps you get in your zone of genius, then you want to check this book out and consider doing a strategy sprint to help you work on your business instead of only in your business. So thank you so much, Simon. This has really been a fascinating look into business strategy sprints. And thanks for all you do to help businesses scale and grow their revenue and give business owners and entrepreneurs their freedom. So if you're listening and you'd like more information about Simon Severino, his book and his work helping businesses do strategy sprints, his contact information, and of course, a transcript of this interview can be found in the show notes for this episode at businessconfidentialradio.com. So thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to tell your friends about the show and leave a positive review. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Business Confidential Now. So until then, have a great day and an even better tomorrow.